The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Welcome back to The Fighter versus The Writer. I'm your host, as always, Damon Martin. And this week, I am happy to be joined by the man with the most wins in UFC history. He's also now the owner of a blistering 23-second knockout, which I learned on Saturday night's his fastest finish. It actually beats the Clay Guida finish from a couple years ago. It is always my pleasure to speak to the legend himself, Jim Miller. Or should I say, Jim Effing Miller, as I always call him. Jim, what's going on? <laughs> ah, not too much. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Congratulations, of course, on another amazing win. I know you can't predict how fights are going to play out, but uh, could you have pictured a more uh, a better way to, to win a fight on Saturday night? Uh, yeah, not 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 really. No, yeah, you know that was uh, uh, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, you've had lots of impressive finishes. I and I mentioned right there, like you've had a lot of fast finishes, a lot of first round finishes, but twenty three seconds. I mean, you can't, like I said, you're not getting paid by the hour. That's right. Yeah. You know, that, uh, it was, uh, it, it, it was almost too fast. Right. Cause <laughs> it's like you come out and you're like, Oh man, like, well, I, I guess that's it right now. I guess, I guess we're done for the night. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let's backtrack because this past week, the fight week for you is pretty insane in and of itself because a couple weeks ago, of course, Ludovic Klein was the guy you're fighting. He falls out mm-hmm. they replace him with Jared Gordon. So you're fighting Jared yep. Gordon, um, good matchup. Jared's a veteran, seemed like a fun fight, but there was a little initial concern about, you know, would he be ready? He obviously suffered through a pretty nasty fight with Bobby Green. Mm-hmm. All those things are going, you show up fight week and we hear right away, like fights canceled. So can you give me like a, just a timeline, like how your fight week went leading to actually getting to Jesse Butler? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, 
you know, when, when Jared's name was first presented to me, I, I immediately asked, I was like, is like, is, is everything cool? Cause I, I knew, you know, I knew he took the headbutt, uh, and regardless, uh, whether the, you know, the, the fight get, getting overturned to a, a no contest, it doesn't, it doesn't affect what happened inside the octagon that night. Um, so yeah, my, uh, my worries were, were met with like, Hey, everything's good to go. We asked, uh, everything's, everything's, you know, golden because my options at that point were, you know, we had a couple different names thrown out there or it was wait for, uh, Klein until like mid July. Um, so if, if, if Jared had fallen through, I was probably going to end up, you know, waiting, uh, another couple weeks to fight. Um, so, uh, you know, and then, and then there was also like, okay, if I'm waiting another couple of weeks, I've been training my butt off for the last, you know, f- you know, four or five weeks. Uh, if I have another six weeks, I kind of got to pull up and, and take it easy for, you know, a week or two and then get back into the grind. Um, so I, I really wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, then we come into fight week and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, Thursday, uh, yeah, Thursday morning. I, I, I like go down to get my, my meals from the, uh, the PI staff and, uh, yeah, you know, my phone starts buzzing in my pocket and I pull it out. And of course it's the name you don't want to see, uh, you know, during fight week. And that's, uh, that's Sean Shelby's name. So, um, <laughs> I think I, I think I immediately started cursing before I even picked up the phone <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's like, Hey, he's out. Uh, you know, um, do you want me to find somebody else? And I was like, absolutely. Let's do it. I'm here. Um, so fortunately, we were able to find you know Jesse in in uh, in in a couple hours, and uh, yeah, things things hopped right back into, uh, you know, hopped right back on track, and and uh, we we got everything done. Yeah, let me ask you. Mentioned when they first offered you Jared Gordon's. I know you said this, uh, you know, even even in the pre-fight, like there was little concern because of how he yep. his last fight ended with the knockout and everything. When you talked to the UFC, the UFC had said because this is like this is what the timeline. A lot of people are curious about. The UFC told you they had asked him specifically if he was good to go, like he was healthy and ready to go. Yep. That's that's what you were. That was what you were made to understand. Correct. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So when, cause like, obviously like Dana White came out on Saturday, a lot of people are kind of upset that he's like, you know, the blame falls on Jared Gordon because, cause I guess, you know, again, it's, it's the fighter's job to disclose when you're not able to fight. Now, obviously mm-hmm. we all know, Jim, I know, you know, we all know well enough fighters go into every fight injured. You're not going to tell exactly. every single injury, but with something like that, like I, listen, you're a pretty even keel guy. I know you don't necessarily get it, but were you, were you upset or angry at all that, that he did, that he did accept the fight knowing that he had a concussion? Because in my estimation, if he had never said that during media day, he would have fought on Saturday night. Like he made it public and that's what doomed it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I think that, I think that's, uh, what ended up happening. You know, uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes you go through the medicals like after a fight, right? You know, you get to the, you get to the tent in the back, and um, like sometimes you're not fully really like showing signs uh, of concussions or anything like that, or, or even injuries, right? Like this is actually a conversation I've had with with the doctors uh, on on quite a few occasions. Like you're taking us when we are still like high on adrenaline, you know, like <laughs> like you're, we're we're still. Uh, uh, heart pumping at a mile a minute. Like, I mean, we are, we are still in fight mode and you're asking us like if things hurt or this or that, 
Um, and it's, it's hard for us to, uh, like fully assess, uh, you know, what exactly is going on. So, uh, from what my understanding is, is that he didn't really feel like he had a concussion until like, you know, a week or so later. Um, so then, then it is kind of on him, like, Hey, maybe, maybe you should have vocalized that to, to, to people. But, uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, post fight, like I, I understand him. I understand him doing it. I understand him taking the fight. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of reckless. Um, but w- we, we get paid to step into a, a age, <laughs> the tar out of each other. Right. I'm, I'm disappointed with his team. Uh, you know, like if, if one of my teammates, you know, one of my guys was in that same situation, there's absolutely no fucking way that I let them take a fight under those circumstances. Combining a, a massive weight cut with like actively getting over a concussion. It's just, that's not, that's not good. That's not, a, that's not a good, uh, a good play. Um, so for his coaches and his manager to, to just, brush that off and like, okay, we got this. Uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of reckless and, and it's like, I mean, I get it. I get it that the idea and the mentality is that like, they see my name they're like, ah, oh, we're going to, we're going to beat the shit out of Jim. You know, we're going to, we're going to knock him out. Right. Like that's, Hey, you, you gotta be confident. Right. But how many guys that, that, that have beaten me have gotten out of the fight, not getting hit, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like uh, uh, unless he unless he thinks he's going to take me down on the first striking exchange, slam me, my shoulder's going to separate, and then he's going to then he's going to have the jujitsu skill of the most prolific submission artist in the UFC's history, you know, on my back. Like that's the only time somebody's fought me, and beat me and not gotten hit. Like I've 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 beaten guys and not hit them. But like nobody's beaten me, and not except for the one fight with Charles Oliveira, like that's it. So yeah, like you have to like look at it, like hey, uh, we're we don't we don't want to get into a, a a firefight right now. But you're you're fighting me, like yeah, I like I I I don't have a ton of knockouts on my on my resume, but I'm still gonna hit you. <laughs> Yeah, you don't might hit me back, but I'm still going to hit you. You don't you don't walk out of a fight with Jim Miller uh, without taking a little (laughs) bit of damage. That's kind of like the story. You may you may even win. There may be a chance somebody beat you, but they're not going to walk out the same as they walked in. Exactly. Exactly. So it's it's, uh, you know, uh, if if I was just some like straight jujitsu guy, like I think it's a safer fight. Yeah. you know, in that situation, in that, in it, you know, dealing with what he was dealing with. But like, I mean, it's, it's not like I'm unknown. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not like there's no film on me. It's not like there's, there's, there, there isn't a mountain of, of data, uh, you know, on what it's like to, 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 to fight me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, it, I, I, I honestly, I, I, I know that like my, my jiu-jitsu coach and my Muay Thai coach would have been, uh, they, they, you know, Amr and Brian, they, they, they would have made it apparent that they didn't want me to take the fight. You know, my, my strength and conditioning coach, Martin Rooney and my nutritionist, uh, Nick Barringer, they would have chewed my 
freaking ass off <laughs> if I accepted a fight in that situation. Honestly, like, you know, like, uh, like Amr and Brian and I, we have more of like a, a brotherly relationship where, where Martin and Nick are like father figures, you know, so they would have scolded me for, for taking a fight, you know, while still getting over a concussion and, and having to cut nearly 40 pounds. Yeah. Well, we always like his quote, and I like Jared, by the way, Jared's a good dude. Yeah. Like it's nothing against him, but he said, and I read his quote before we did the interview today. And I was like, he said, minor concussion. I was like, there's no such thing as a minor concussion, yeah. like concussions. Like we all know the story. You remember the story, TJ Grant, you know, incredible fighter mm -hmm. gets a heel across the head during a jujitsu practice, never fights again. There's no such yeah. thing as a minor concussion. Like yeah. you have a concussion or you don't have a concussion. And we are still like in 2023, we are still kind of unknown about concussions, mm -hmm. how long they last, all those kind of things. And I, I've had a concussion from a car accident. I felt fine two days later, and then it was about a week later, I started getting, like, vertigo and yeah. and mm -hmm. headaches, and I couldn't be in the sun. Like, it was bizarre. Like, it didn't hit me until, like, a week later, and it was the weirdest, mm -hmm. freakiest feeling in the world. You can't go and, – and, again, the reality – I mean, in a weird way, like, I'm, I'm glad he got pulled in that regard because if you knock yeah. him out like you did Jesse Butler, we may be talking about some serious problems going on with Jared Gordon right now. But at yeah. the same time, you're right. It's irresponsible to tell the UFC, yes, I'm good to go. And then you show up and you disclose that there's no way they're going to let you fight. Like, there's no way you're yeah. going to say, I had a minor concussion six weeks ago. And they're going to be like, oh, sure, go right ahead and fight. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it, yeah, yeah. As a fighter, you got to be, you got to be like supremely confident at times, right? Like you have to, yeah. That's the way you have to step into into the octagon. Um, but yeah, it's uh, uh, it's you're you're putting yourself in, in in a really messed up situation. Uh, and like I said, like to to not have a couple voices, like that's the that's the part that stinks. Like I I wish it was, you know, there there were there were people that talked him out of it because like. You know, this isn't a good look now, um, you know, and, he, and he's going to have to deal with that. But, um, yeah, like a, 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 like we we as as fighters, <laughs> you know, and 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 teams like we we need to look out for our guys. We need <laughs> to look out for, you know, the, the 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 guys who are super willing. Right. To, to risk it all. Uh, like. Yeah, like somebody somebody from his team should have been in his ear. Yeah. Did you run into Jared at all after that, or did you see him after that? I assume not. But... No. No, I, I didn't see him after that. Yeah. So now, in your, in your case, you know, again, you're a fighter's fighter, Jim, but you get that call and they say, do you want a replacement? What did your coaches, there you go, talk about advice, what did your coaches say? Because there's a, there's a risk there. Yes, they're going to get a guy mm -hmm. on 48 hours notice, but yeah. listen, this is a guy who's going to take a fight, going to try to live his UFC dream and, and make a yeah. debut fighting the freaking winningest fighter in UFC history. Of course, you're gonna they're going to take that risk because it's, I mean, mm -hmm. yes, there's a, obviously, you know, Jesse, I'm sure Jesse Butler wishes he hadn't gotten knocked out 23 seconds but hey he got in the UFC he's gonna get another fight we know the UFC's yeah. gonna keep him around because he stepped up all those kind of things but mm -hmm. what was what was your what, like on your side because that's a risk for you uh yeah it's it's definitely a risk you know um uh, you're you are you're fighting somebody that you don't really know as much about um like I said there's there's Jesse's been fighting for quite some time he's he's been on the UFC's radar I think his last fight was against a UFC vet that he he ended up knocking out uh so like he was right there. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, when you take some, put them in that situation, it's like, hey, there's nothing to lose. <laughs> you know, it makes them it makes them a dangerous, uh, a really dangerous opponent. You know, so, uh, but like at this point, right, and the way that I train, like I, it doesn't it doesn't matter um, to me. Like I'm uh, when I'm preparing for a fight, I'm I'm trying to stay healthy. Is like number one. <laughs> unfortunately uh number two is getting a really good shape number three is uh be as sharp as i can be like with the things that i'm good at and then like the fourth and last thing is like okay what what is what uh opportunities am i going to get in in you know against a specific opponent uh and what do i have to worry about right because like i i train to close up the holes Right. Like, uh, like, uh, I, I believe that my coaches shouldn't be able to like easily coach somebody to, to a win against me. Like you should be able to take my coaches, put them in the other guy's corner and give them a couple weeks. And like, if, if they're doing their job, when we're working together, they're, they're minimizing the holes that I have in my game. So like, if they're just working around them, like then that's an, that's an issue that I have with, with my guys, with my coaches. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm preparing to, to, to tighten everything up, to be as dangerous as I can be. And also to be as, uh, like hard to catch as I can be. So, uh, yeah, like, so it's, to, to me, it's like, well, I've been training for, you know, six weeks to fight tonight and he hasn't. So, uh, I, I like those odds, you know, I, I, I like that opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, and to his credit, you know, knowing full well that, you know, listen, he hasn't really been training going you know, deep into a third round with a guy like yourself is probably a losing proposition. So he came out yeah. guns blazing. Like, he came out swinging. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it backfired because when you backed him up, you caught him at that left hand. And, oh, boy. Uh, do you, like, when you, because obviously you've been in those wars. You know what it's like to go toe-to-toe with a guy, and, and, and sometimes mm-hmm. you get the best of it, sometimes you get the worst of it. But when he comes out swinging – like you reacted very well and you, you recognize it very well. And when you hit that, like when you, when you hit him with the left, obviously you followed up with the uppercut. Like, do you know, like, do you, do you realize, or is it just all like reaction in that moment that you're just going until it's over because you hit him. There was so much impact. Like, do you know when you land that good of a punch? Uh, you know, like I, I, it's, uh, it's kind of like the, 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 the first one that landed, like, I don't really remember throwing it right because it was it was like in the fray, right? Like when you when you get into those battles, sometimes like I was in a very reactive state, uh, which is is good because it's where I excel. Um, but yeah, it's like I, I don't I don't remember saying throw the left. Uh, you know, it was like two three two, and uh, I remember the three missing, and I had to change that that second you know cross to a to an uppercut. And, uh, like at the, basically the moment probably before it landed was like, Oh yeah, which we're good. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah, it, uh, it, it all happened so fast that it's like, uh, there was, there was no, like, there's no gauging. There was no, uh, timing. There was no, uh, no, no plan at that point. No, no, uh, you know, uh, my, 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 my brain wasn't even really picking up what was going on. It was more just like, you know, central nervous system just going. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's, like I said, that's where I, that's where I do really well. And I, and I train to try to, uh, you know, bring that out. Um, 
And, uh, you know, in the fights where guys slow me down, where we don't get into those situations is, is, uh, is when, uh, sometimes they, they, uh, you know, they beat me on points. Yeah. Now, uh, obviously afterwards it was a little scary for a minute there because Jesse stayed down. Mm-hmm. He eventually got back to his feet. You know, again, you're, this is a job. You're not out there to hurt anybody. Um, did you, like, did you notice that right away that he stayed down for a little while and he got back up, seemed like he was okay. Again, it's a scary moment, but mm-hmm. that's kind of the nature of the sport. Yeah, it, it is the nature of the sport, you know, and, uh, it, we're, we're, we're both in there to, to, to hurt each other, but you don't, you don't want to like really hurt each other. You know, um, I think maybe there's some, some guys that kind of do, but, uh, yeah, like, uh, uh, I'm out there to, I'm out there to win and to, 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 you know, to make my opponent not want to be in there with me anymore. Uh, you know, like when I, when I make somebody tap, like that's uh, that's 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 them conceding. You know, it's like, nope, I don't want to be in here anymore. I want to, I want out. <laughs> like somebody help me. Uh, you know, and that's when I get super pumped. Um, you know, like uh, uh, but yeah, once I once I kind of like walk to the opposite end of the octagon, I see he's still still down. Uh, yeah, it's like oh oh boy. Uh, you know, <laughs> come on, buddy. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's get up here. Yeah. Now, certainly, listen, no one is and I say this like I know it's it's a it's a bad phrase to use, but no one's like dancing on the grave of a guy who gets knocked out. Mm-hmm. And I'm certainly not either. But I posted the story. I did the recap on it. And we the photo. Did you see the photo right after like you walking away and him down? I was like that. Like, again, certainly not like celebrating him being knocked out. But I was like, my mm-hmm. God, like that's like an iconic photo of like just the work being done. Like you walking away and him laying like that's again, certainly not like it's not. I'm not mean as a detriment to him, of course. Yeah. And he's OK. Yeah. But like that's one yeah. of those photos where you're like, damn, like that's just like we love the <laughs> we love the knockout photos, like the rubber face photos when you catch a guy and you yeah. see the rubber face but like that one of you just turned and walking towards the talking walking towards the camera and him laid out i was like damn like that's one of those iconic photos you put on a t-shirt <laughs> yeah you know uh you know and the, the 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 fact of the matter is right if he came in on two days notice and knocked me out in a similar fashion he he he'd have been his eye'd been bugging out of his head you know like uh yeah, like he would have he would have definitely been screaming and and I'm sure everybody, you know, sitting at home would have been screaming too. Uh, you know, seeing the underdog come in and and pull it off. Um, you know, but it's uh it's you, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, right? So like uh my my reaction was based off of me having been there, done that, you know, time and time again where uh like I I wouldn't hold it against him if, like, he went and was, you know, yeah, jumping over the cage and and screaming and hooting and hollering and and uh, and doing all that stuff if if uh, if, if the roles had been reversed. Because uh, I'm, <laughs> listen, that it's a that's a it's a pretty intense situation to be in, you know, coming on your first one and and uh, if something like that happened, uh, uh, I probably would have been more excited if I was that guy, you know, if I was the one making my debut. So. Uh, it, you know, it, it, uh, it's just the way it is. <laughs> 100, 100, 100%. That would be his profile yeah. photo today. If he had oh, done yeah. that to you, oh, that 100%. would 100% be his profile photo. Absolutely. And, and there'd be no, you know, no ill will about <laughs> it. Right. Like it's, uh, that's, that's, that's the, it's the game we play. Right. We, we, we've, uh, 
we do something that is is super unforgiving and uh yeah like sometimes you're the hammer sometimes you're the nail the nba playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba DraftKings brings you same game parlays live betting odds boosts and so much more don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge? That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, two quick things before we talk about the future, Jim. I got to bring it up. One is... uh, during fight week, when you're getting the change of opponents, you posted an Instagram video addressing it. And you're like, can people please stop messaging my wife to ask me about this? Now, I want to put, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to clear the air on this. I actually, so I texted you during fight week and I literally opened yeah, my did. text and I yeah. said, I said, I'm so sorry to bug you on fight week because literally like I'll text you a week before the fight. I text you like two days after the fight. I try to never, ever text a fighter during fight week. Mm. You're cutting weight. You're doing media. Yeah. You're doing all your medicals. You're doing all you. The last thing you want to deal with is an asshole journalist texting you about something. But to be fair, I never texted your wife. So just, I'm just clearing the air. That was never me. I never did that. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. She uh, she screenshotted it. It was yeah, it's like some some like meme page or whatever. You know, it's like low level type stuff. So uh, yeah, like when I say media, that's that's kind of what I meant. You know, but uh, it's just it was funny because she she actually got like uh, somebody was asking her like the week prior if I could do an interview. And she's like, why, why are they asking, why, why are, are they asking you? I was like, I haven't seen anything from them. You know, I mean, I'm not very good at like replying to, to DMS, but, uh, 
yeah like uh it, i i thought it was funny i was just having fun with it you know yeah yeah i just i just i'm making sure you know it was not me i did not do that uh, i just bugged yeah. you i just bugged you in the middle of fight week you know you're yeah, just in the middle whatever. of you know getting a new fight on 48 hours notice whatever um also real quick let's talk about the hair Yep. I, I dig the haircut. I dig it. I Thank dig you. it. The, the mullet is back. Like it's back in it form. Is. Like I, it, is, it is back in form. And I was like, now that, see, I dig, I can't, I can't do it. I can't, my, when my hair grows out longer than about where it's at right now, I lose my mind. It drives me crazy. Uh, mm. But I was like, man, I wish I could pull it off. You pull it off, Jim. You pull off the mullet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, uh, so let's talk about the future. You know, it's funny um, when you originally mentioned this is going back a couple of years ago when you mentioned about like I mm-hmm. want to be the guy to fight a UFC three hundred. It was a cool yeah. thing because you did one hundred, two hundred, three hundred. At yeah. the time, it sounded like an abstract date, and even in my mind, I was like, man, that seems like such a long, long ways away. Like, wow, that's like you know, I mean, good for you, you could do it, but that's that's like really in the future. I mm-hmm. did the math after Saturday night. That's like March or April of next year. We're less yeah. than a year away from that. Like, did you yeah. realize that? Because that was like your date. Like you wanted to make it to yeah. then. Jim, I got to be honest with you. The way you looked on Saturday night and the way you've looked in your recent fights, I'm not telling you what to do, but you look like you could fight well beyond UFC 300. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I, uh, I, I, did, I, uh, I, <laughs> I, 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 I thought the same thing, right? Like the same exact thing. I was like, back in the day, a couple of years ago, it was like, yeah, okay. Uh, that's a, that's a good, that's, that's far enough away. It was a couple of years. I think it was probably like 2020 when I, when I mentioned it, we were looking at like three years ago. Uh, and yeah, like I, I feel good. I'm performing well. Um, I definitely still want to fight on the card. Uh, you know, and like, I just, I just don't know yet. I just don't know if it'll be the last one yet. Um, cause the, the thing of it is right. is like, I want to go out knowing that that fight that I'm walking to is going to be my last time. Right. That's kind of, that's kind of the, 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 the biggest thing to me is that I want to be preparing for my final MMA fight. I want to be walking to my final MMA, knowing that it's my final MMA fight. Um, because like that, that puts me in that, like nothing to lose realm, right? Like there's, there's nothing to hold back for. There's nothing to, there's, uh, you know, there, uh, yeah. Like it gets me excited thinking about that. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's it's probably only like March or April. Uh, <laughs> if it was if it was July, like yeah, well, then we get another fight in there. You know, maybe like we'll see how it goes. It's another, it's another fight. It's another camp. It's uh, uh, another bunch of opportunities to get hurt, right? Um, but uh, yeah, like at where it is now with with uh, the the pace of fights, you know, like. Like getting like maybe what five months or so um yeah it's like two more fights so uh i don't i don't know if that's going to be enough <laughs> <laughs> well i like i like that attitude also because you know as well as i do like a lot of guys 
they have like an emotional fight, maybe a tough loss or even mm-hmm. a big win. And, and they retire afterwards yeah. in the emotional moment. And then inevitably, six months later, a year later, they're coming back because they're like, ah, yeah. I didn't really go out the way I wanted to, whatever. Um, yeah. I like the idea that you go in saying, this is it. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, this is my last fight. And you know it going mm-hmm. in because then you really can't leave it all in there, right? Like you leave it all yeah. on occasion, you know, going into it. And also, I've heard this before. Some fighters who have declared that they say it also puts me it puts it puts it back on me to live up to my commitment. Like I've told my family, mm-hmm. I'm going to retire. I've told my kids, whatever. I yeah. told them, so they know. Like now, if I break that promise, I'm breaking it to them too. Um, yeah. You know, going in. So I imagine. I, I don't know if there's any part of that, but like it's also that, right? Like you go in knowing, like, okay, I've made promises. I'm going out mm-hmm. on this fight. This is it, and and that's going to be the day. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I, uh, I'm I'm a stubborn guy, <laughs> believe it or not. Right. So like. I'm I'm not going to be the type that uh, that retires and comes back. You know, like uh, my goal is to be able to put the energy that I put into fighting uh, into other stuff, into you know uh, to the the next thing, and I'm excited for that. I really am. Um, I'm just I just don't know if uh, you know what another. 11 months is enough to is an, is enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still addicted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still addicted to the feeling and, and uh, you know, like, man, you know, like the, the, during the, during the warm up for this last one, it was like, like I was thinking like, man, like I might only be doing this for another like year or so. I was like, I'm going to miss this shit. <laughs> and uh, you know, like I find myself in the back and I'm like, you know, like when I when I was a young fighter, man, and probably my first like, I don't know, dozen or so, fifteen in the UFC. Like I, I used to get myself like super fired up, and like I'm just like sitting down in the chair, just like smiling, you know, <laughs> just like like this, watching other guys warm up and stuff, and like this is cool as shit, you know. Like I I get to do this, you know, uh, as a living, and I've and I've been able to do this so many times, and uh, yeah, I was just like. You fucking shit eating grin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and like just uh like now it's like, okay, well it's it's easy for me or easier for me to like to turn that on, right? To to to, to get into that zone when I'm fighting. So I, d- I don't need to like get myself super excited. Um because that, that switch turns on a lot easier. So uh like I can be having fun. I could be I could be enjoying the process and and uh you know, really uh, uh, soaking it all in, and and still go out and perform, which is uh, which is cool as shit. Like Absolutely. it really is, because <laughs> it was like, you know, like there there were there were benefits to fighting like a madman. There really were, <laughs> you know. But there were also like negatives to it in that, like, I I mean, I I've always gotten like bad tunnel vision. Uh, like I, even during the COVID days of no no fans and stuff like that, I could barely hear my corner. Uh, I just hear like static in my ears. That's really it. Um, and, uh, like when I would get super pumped up, it was even worse. And like guys would be, you know, beating me, like, uh, they, they had the game plan and I wouldn't adapt. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change to what was happening where, where, uh, now it's like, it's like okay, like what's happening? What's uh, I'm seeing more? I'm, um, um, uh, 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 adapting to changes more, and um, yeah, just like 
a lot looser and I, and I feel like I'm a lot more dangerous when I'm loose. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to that point, you mentioned um, UFC 300. Like, so there's a like again, we're, nothing set in stone in terms of that being your last mm-hmm. fight. So there's a chance you go beyond that. Is there a good chance UFC 300 would be your next fight though? Just as you said, because of the risk of if you fight in October, November, maybe you get an injury and then March or April comes around and you can't fight. Like, is ideally, and again, we know how, I know how you are. I know if, you, if Sean Shelby calls you, there's a good chance yeah. you're going to say, yeah, you just fought 23 seconds. Yeah. But is there a yeah. chance that UFC 300 would be your next fight? Absolutely not. No. no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to get another one by the end of the year. Uh, you know, uh, I, I didn't get to this point by being conservative. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have this career being conservative and, uh, you know, I, I, I misspoke <laughs> somebody called, I, you know, somebody called it, pointed it out, uh, at the, at the post fight. I want to finish my career like how I started my career, uh, which is being, being active and, you know, anybody I can. So, um, yeah, like that's, uh, my, my goal isn't to, to just sit it out because, Honestly, like training camps are hard. Uh, you know, they're, they're always dangerous. They always have been dangerous. Like we, we, we skirt the edge, you know, <laughs> like, like you got to basically get into fights every week. Uh, I hurt myself now doing stupid stuff, <laughs> like just absolutely stupid stuff. Like I, I, uh, back in December, uh, I, I partially tore my patellar tendon in my left knee, uh, bending over to pick up a, a little piece of a, you know, the corner of a wrapper from like a granola bar or something like that in the kitchen, <laughs> you know, like I bent over and it was like, bang. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, you know, I had to walk it off. And, uh, like, so then I spent the next seven weeks of a, of a training camp, like being super protective of my knees because of course I hurt my left one, so then my right one's like, no, I'm going to hurt worse. Because uh, that's the way my body works these days. Once I start compensating, then the other side hurts even worse. Uh, so like, it it doesn't really matter. Like I could I could I could sit on the shelf, you know, and say, hey, I'm I'm going to be like, I'm going to wrap myself in bubble wrap, and not fight until 300, and I could hurt myself bending over in the garden. Or, you know, or like, like stubbing my toe or, or, or something like that. Like, it's just, uh, we are, we are at that point, you know, <laughs> like we are at that point that I can hurt myself doing stupid stuff and I'm actually like safer when I am going hard because I am, I, that's when I, that's when I put the, you know, I put the armor on, I, I'm, I'm protecting myself and, uh, like that's even like sparring and stuff like that and rolling like when i when i have had these little injuries uh you know in the last couple of years it's always it's always something stupid it's not like <laughs> somebody you know somebody rips on an arm bar or something like that no it's like i i'm sparring we i circle or whatever and i i step off the mat and it's like uh, you just you just like tweak a ligament in your foot like what, what the hell you know like because you you stepped an extra inch and a half uh, it's the silly stuff. So I'm, I'm definitely not going to, uh, you know, try to put myself into that padded room and, and, and protect myself because I'd probably hurt myself in there. 
So. <laughs> um, I forgot to ask going into the fight. It didn't even really occur to me because you had done that post after the fight with Alexander Hernandez. So the eyes okay? Because I know you did that post about the yeah. eyes. So the eyes okay? Like because yeah. that was when you posted that. I was gonna text you, but you posted. I just like you don't need to hear from me at mm-hmm. that point. But it was it was kind of scary when you made that post. I was like, damn, that yeah. is because we all know. Obviously, everyone knows the story of Michael Bisping. Like that's probably yep. the most famous one when you deal with eye yeah. injuries. And Alan Belcher is another one where he had an eye poke and it yeah. dramatically changed his career. So when you posted that, I was like damn like that's serious but it seems like the eye's okay obviously it yeah uh really really like trippy um so i i you know went saw specialists stuff like that i had i had two doctors tell me my vision wasn't going to get any better and at the point where i was uh in you know in in like a week or two after the fight like shit was pretty blurry <laughs> you know like it was uh like eye has always been like, like my my really good eye uh you know i took an eye poke in the left eye in in 2018 that that kind of affected that a little bit but uh like yeah my right eye i'm right eye dominant um it's always been super sharp you know 2020 and so like my vision was always kind of favoring my right side and uh for the first like month or so i mean looking at my phone i'd see double vision uh, it was like hard to read stuff. Um, and I was thinking like, you know, like, well, I could see somebody in front of me. Right. And that's why I like, I was, I was talking to some of the doctors and I'm like, you know, and the fight docs and stuff like that. And I was like, I can, I can still fight. Like, cause I don't need to, you know, it's not like I'm reading, you know, signs on the highway at 200 miles an hour. Like I don't, I don't need to, you know, <laughs> I, I don't need to, I don't need to read small, uh, small shapes uh, quickly when I, when it's in a fight. I just need to see somebody's fist or, or <laughs> leg coming at my head, right? Uh, which I could have done. But I, I was like, you know, I don't know if I want to, like, live my day-to-day like this. Like, this is kind of crazy. So I started, you know, asking about, like, you know, cataract surgery. So what they end up doing is they, they go in and they replace the lens in your eye. So what ended up happening is the poke hit me in the corner of the eye and I guess, like, the sharp wave of the fluid in my eye it just kind of must have like buckled my lens a little bit. So there's a, there's a blurry spot in the, in the lens in my eye. Um, so like, it's not, it's not the focus or anything like that. Right. So it's, it's, it'll always be a blurry spot. Um, so with the, the, the surgery, surgery is super straightforward. They, they go in, they cut your eye open, they replace the, the lens with an artificial one. And, uh, recovery is like a couple weeks and bada bing, bada boom, you're, you're good to go. But I was told that if I replaced the, you know, got a lens replacement, that there was the possibility that some of the commissions wouldn't sanction me because if that lens came loose from a strike, uh, that the lens could then cause more damage to the inside of my eye. And then I, you know, end up, potentially being like uh bisping you know and losing the eye so uh i actually i went down the rabbit hole uh you know thank you to to, to nick lembo of uh you know new jersey uh athletic commission like he helped me out a lot here uh talking to talking to doctors and stuff like that and i mean at this point doctors are kind of like they're super confident in in the surgeries i mean when i started fighting if you detached a retina you were you were done like they could repair it, but you you weren't you were never fighting again. And nowadays, there's there's quite a few fighters that have had you know uh, retinal reattachments and and come back 
at relatively uh, in a, in a short time span. Um, so like some some you know the the doctors at that the, at this point kind of believe that like if I if something like that did happen right I get poked the lens comes loose or it poked or struck right just a, just getting hit could make the lens come loose potentially that they wouldn't even know if it was because of the surgery or not. Um, so I was kind of like weighing it out, like, Hey, what do I do? And then it was, uh, it was probably like five weeks after the fight. Like if it, honestly, it felt like, like literally I woke up the one day and I was like, Oh shit, (laughs) things aren't blurry anymore. (laughs) You know? And like, I think, uh, I think it just took a little bit of time, uh, for my brain to kind of adapt and maybe switch a little bit of the focus onto my left eye as well. And, uh, you know, like maybe my brain is kind of seeing around the blurry spot type stuff. Like, um, but it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's not 2020 anymore, but like in order to not get sanctioned, you have to be pretty much blind. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm definitely not blind. <laughs> like we're, we're, we're working with like maybe like a 2040. Uh, so like, yeah, it's, a, it's the, the injury is there. And I, you know, post post fighting, I, uh, I'll probably get it fixed, but, uh, for the time being, uh, it is, it is, uh, it is fine. It is absolutely fine. Yeah. And, uh, here's the real question about that. Can you still aim with the gun or the bow? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Once it kind of came back, that was that, you know, that <laughs> as messed up as it is, that's, that was like, well, I could see somebody standing in front of me, but can I shoot a bow? <laughs> you know, like that was like, yeah, that, that was, uh, that was something that I was, I was uh, uh, honestly a little bit concerned about, uh, you know, uh, but, uh, yeah, fortunately it's, it's, uh, it's gotten good enough to where, you know, I, uh, I can do those things. Well, that's, that's obviously important and I'm glad that's okay. Uh, real quick, yeah. Jim, before I get you out of here, I know you're never, you've never been like a call out guy or like, mm-hmm. you know, let's have this fight, that fight. I don't know. Did you see my tweet on Saturday night? The suggestion I threw out there for your next fight? Cause no, we were, no, we were doing our, we were doing our post fight show and we were talking about your win. And I said, listen, you know, it would actually in a way break my heart for this fight to happen because uh, because I have so much respect for you. And I love the legend fights. I love when we get to see two mm-hmm. legends go out. And there's only so many guys in that category, right? Like there's only so many mm-hmm. veterans that have been around. You said welterweight. And immediately I was like, hmm. Yeah. How about the all-time the all-time wins leader versus the all-time knockout leader, Jim Miller versus Matt Brown? Now, for if you don't know, Matt Brown normally co-hosts my podcast with me. Yeah, I know Matt has absolutely the utmost respect for you. You know, there's nothing. It is absolutely. And when I said that, I was like, kind of breaks my heart to suggest this because that would be one where I would literally just have to sit in the middle and not like not <laughs> not react because I have so much tremendous respect amount for you and I've known you for so long. Matt does my podcast with me. I've known Matt for mm. years. Like I kind of hate it but i was also kind of like that's kind of like the perfect fight in a way like that's the kind of fight i think you two should have so i don't know again i know you're not the call out guy but and that's mm-hmm. like if that suggestion like am i wrong in thinking that actually would be a really fun fight i think it would be a fun fight yeah you know uh matt is a he's a he's a absolute fan favorite you know i love watching him fight uh you know we fought on a a, a local card here in jersey together uh when was that? 2000 and 2006. Was that Atlantic city? No, oh, okay. no, it was some like, 
some like school gym. <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> yeah, way like before UFC. Yeah. yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I, I've known, I've known about Matt, you know, for 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 quite some time. Yeah, and uh, that that'd be a, that'd be an awesome one. That'd be an awesome one for three hundred. That uh, somebody said that on Twitter when I put it out there. Yeah. Like that should be that should be the opening pay per view fight at UFC three hundred. You and Matt Brown. Yeah. I was like, oh man, that really is a good idea. I was like, damn, I wish I had thought of that part of it because I was like, really, that would be iconic for you guys mm. to fight at UFC three hundred. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, that's a that that fight that I, I get excited. <laughs> You know, and like there's something fun about like fighting up at 72, you know, like, I mean, uh, just just the difference uh, that I felt in like fight week uh, for the that last Cerrone fight um, was uh, it was awesome. It was, it was awesome to like not really be worried about weight. And uh, when I stepped into the octagon, I felt like. I mean, I felt like I had all the energy. Uh, you know, so like it, it kind of, it kind of bugged me. Cause it's like, man, like, why the hell do I cut to 55? <laughs> like, why do I put myself through this? Like, why do, why do we do this shit? Um, but yeah, no, that'd be a, that'd be a fun one. I told, it's funny when, when Matt got matched up with court McGee, he's just like, dude, I love court. Great guy. We've been around each other. Like really, really good dude. But you know, it's just, it's a fight. It's mm -hmm. a business, but it's a great fight. And I said the same thing here. Like when you fought Cerrone, like technically that was a rematch. You were getting, you know, mm. revenge or whatever. But I know I talked to you before that fight. And you're like, ah, you know, it's it's you know, it's just mm. a fun fight, and I like it. And you and Donald were totally cool with each other. And yeah. like obviously it was his last fight. And like that, if you're gonna go out and again, we don't know if UFC 300 is gonna be the last one for you or matter for anybody. But like it was, I was glad that Cerrone got to go out against a guy like you mm. versus just some other, you know, just some guy. Like I, <laughs> I bring this up all the time. I still get sad when I think about. Shogun, who is last fight against a guy named Ihor Pateri, and that's nothing mm -hmm. against him. It's just yeah. like I, that's not the, like if he lost to Leota Machida or or they brought yeah. back Little Nog or whatever. One of those iconic fights. Like okay, that's the way you want to see Shogun. If he's going to go out, let him go out like that. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm again, I don't know if UFC 300 is going to be it, but like you and Matt, like that's like again, there's only so many of those matchups you can make these days. That was mm -hmm. one where I was like, man, that's just perfect. Like I listen, tell Sean Shelby you can take the day off. I just did his job for him. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's I think it's a great match, and again, I think it's just fun. Like, why not? Again, because you took Ludovic Klein, you took you took uh, Jared Gordon, you took Jesse Butler. We know you're going to take you know whoever they throw mm. at you. But again, I, I think there's something iconically. I thought yeah. for I know he already got matched up. Uh, I think he's fighting in in July. But I was like, you know, you and Tony Ferguson. That's another one. I was like, there's mm. a legend fight that would be a lot of fun yeah. if he's around. Like that's another one. I think like mm -hmm. again, I know you're going to fight whoever. But I'm like, man, those are kind of fights like those iconic fights between between the two legends. Yeah. 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 No, they're 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 awesome. Uh, like, like fighting. You know, the 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 second Cerrone fight, uh, or like Clay. Like when I fought Clay, man, I it might have been that it was Jersey too. Uh, yeah, it was like, man, I I was, I was just vibing. <laughs> I was vibing walking to the octagon, like man, like this is this is awesome. Like because we, I was like we should have fought years ago. <laughs> it's like here we are now, you know. Uh, yeah, so those those fights are awesome. They're they're fun. They're they're amazing to be a part of. Um, so yeah, hopefully I get a few more of those and and. Uh, you know, the, the, these, these young unknown kids, man, sometimes they're, it, they make me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, 
I mean, Matt Brown makes me nervous, but in a different way, right? Because it's like, I know what he's going to do. <laughs> like, he's going to hit me really hard. So it's like, okay, uh, you know, like, at least I at least I know what to expect, you know? But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's cool to uh, – it's it's cool to be a part of those fights and it's cool to to like be associated with some of the guys that I've been able to be associated with. You know, it's uh it's it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you said many times the records, you're not one who really pays attention to things like that. But as I said, like it's just again, if you're gonna do two or three, four more, whatever the number ends up being. Mm -hmm. Like, again, you've already got the all-time wins record, and we know how hard that is. We just saw Andre Arlovsky, a guy who's a couple wins behind yeah. you. Like, it's not easy to do at this level for yeah. that long. You know, he had a tough loss on Saturday night as well. Add a couple more on there, and like I said, if you're going to add a couple more onto the resume, why not add guys like Tony Ferguson or Matt Brown or yeah. as you did with you know, Donald Cerrone? Again, mm -hmm. I know you're going to take what they throw at you, but like I said, like you said, Clay Guida, I remember we talked when we when we did the interview with the Clay Guida fight. I was like, how have you guys not fought before? Yeah. Like, how has this not happened? That's that's the kind of feeling I get. Like when when Matt fought Carlos Condit, I was like, okay, like we don't mm -hmm. need to say anything. This is just two legends fighting and whatever. And like those are the kind of fights I get up for. And like I said, I think that would be awesome. Like I don't know how mm -hmm. many fights you have left, but like it would be cool if these last three or four, whatever the number ends up being, would be those kind of fights. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Well, uh, Jim, it is always a pleasure to catch up with you, man. Enjoy the victory. I know you're not a guy to sit around and celebrate and pat yourself on the back, but it was an incredible win, man. 23-second knockout. Couldn't have gone any better. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk when the next one gets made. Try not to stub your toe on the way out of the interview. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate the time as always, man. I really do, and thank you for doing this. No problem. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Absolutely. Talk soon. Have a good one. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.